You're listening to a Big Finish production. Ever had a deja vu? Jeremiah Bourne has. Have you ever had a deja vu? That feeling that you've already been somewhere. Who are you? It is we who should be asking who you are, sir. <laughs> what are you wearing? I'm really sorry, but something really weird just happened. This is the Big Finish Podcast, current time, location, unknown, but let's just imagine it's July the 15th, 2018. Cunicum Benji. Benji Clifford here, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to our Big Finish world of audio drama and audio books. And just when you thought it was safe to relax, here's Nick Briggs. Oh my god! No, Nick, don't! No! 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 I imagine I was sort of bursting out a sort of plastic wrapper, uh, like a Cyberman. Yeah. Like, like a massive yes. pack of M&Ms. <laughs> Stand by for a fabulous podcast to thrill your ear things. All your regular favourites will be here in a moment, a roundup of our latest releases packed with clips and review quotes that's good review quotes not you know one out of five no. or burn the could, cd could, could do better could frank frankly didn't enjoy it here's a recommendation yeah nice bloke frank frank <laughs> frank lee <laughs> frank lee yeah it's a, a brother of stanley obviously probably is probably all is, i know yeah. um uh, yes, yeah, so good. We don't get bad reviews generally. Well, if we do, I've never seen them. I have a natural brain filter. Uh, after that, it'll be time for the big finish news. Then we'll dip into listeners' emails. Oh, that sounds like an effect from a Pertwee sort of like. I was thinking Sea Devils. Doctor Yes, and our behind-the-scenes feature this week. To this. Our behind-the-scenes feature this week will be an investigation of the first episode of Callum, our spy thriller series, which is getting great reviews. Um, obviously, uh, this week, this well, last week, wasn't it? We were we were yeah. knocked out of the the World Cup, but um, Frank yes. Frank Skinner, you know, uh, football's coming home. Um, football might not be coming home, but callan is and he stars in that no less so you know it's very relevant right now there we go i see that link you made yeah there. Well i made a link well it has to be done you know, you've got to make these links haven't you uh, and then of course yeah. uh, after we've done that behind yeah. the scenes feature that'll be followed by the randomoid selectatron and that is where we randomly release a uh, we pick a release from the big finish archive and then we have a little chat about it all rather fun Oh, little chat. Sometimes it's a little chat, sometimes it's a big chat. Tune in to but find out which. The chat. Yes, the chat. And to finish off in style, we'll bring you a 15-minute drama tease of our Big Finish Originals production, Jeremiah Born in Time. Written and starring Nigel Planer, it's a star-packed time travel romp brought to life by director Barnaby Edwards. Done a fantastic job. And with superb music by Jamie Anderson. <laughs> Let's say Jamie Anderson. Jamie Robertson. Jamie Anderson is more musical than you'd think, actually. He can, he can kind of play the piano. He put me to shame. Anyway, I'll shut up. Hidden talents. I like it. I like it. So now, of course, it's time for the latest releases. That time you've all been waiting for. And coming up this week, Hour of the Cybermen. The Time War 2, Callan and Jenny the Doctor's Daughter. 
So, Doctor Who starring Colin Baker as the Sixth Doctor and those rather shiny, lovely 1980s-style Cybermen feature in Hour of the Cybermen. Guest starring David Banks as the Cyber Leader and Mark Hardy as the Cyber Lieutenant. Leader, the fleet is approaching forward positions. There has been no opposition. The humans are aware of the consequences of resistance. So we've got Whovian Reviews here uh, with the tweet, Hour of the Cybermen, a uh, excellent big finish return of 80s Cybermen, that's hashtag Cybermen, in an incredibly emotion fueled adventure where no person uh, or assumption is safe. Mm. My old mate Neil Corey, who I'm just quoting here just for the hell of it, says on Twitter, Hour of the Cybermen is very good, <laughs> with capital letters at the start of very and good. He was talking about something else, and then he said, also, Hour of the Cybermen <laughs> is very good. I like that kind of review. Oh, you know, it's straight, straight to the point, and I think that's, that's the impressive thing there. You are the Doctor. You will be destroyed. Doctor, get down. Uh, Sci-Fi Bulletin says the multiple twists in a story mean that, as with many cyber stories, you're not at all sure who's going to survive. Brackets here, or indeed, who deserves to. Verdict, Mm -hmm. plenty of surprises, but there's really only one... uh, I'm just making up what they said there. Plenty of surprises, (laughs) but there's really only... Wait, what? Cakes and sausages. No, actually, actually, I added the word that they should have put in. Yeah. Plenty of surprises, but there's really only one verdict that you can give on this. All together now, excellent. 10 out of 10. It's very good, And yeah. it's also um, worth noting here that Hour of the Cybermen, um, Steve Foxen, who's uh, one of our tremendous sound designers and musicians, um, he really went to town on this one. And I know, I know that people listening uh, that particularly like all the, the sort of geeky stuff, um, but he went to town, he bought uh, loads of original 80s gear from 80s synthesizers to plugins and sound effects and reverb units and all that. And what he's done is he's tried to actually really give you uh, a slice of the 80s and he absolutely just excels at it. So if you like those sorts of things, as it, because let's face it, who hasn't watched Earthshock and just loves it, quite frankly, because mm-hmm. loves all the music mm-hmm. and is there going, you know, doom, 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 doom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so if people My like that... My army awakes, <laughs> Doctor! Cut to the uh, mirrored effect of actually one one lot of Cybermen doing that, which they've mirrored three times. Um, but yeah, so if... I, mean, I did think Steve Foxen went too far when he bought Margaret Thatcher. I thought that, yeah. was, that was a bit that, much. That, that was a, that quite w- tasteless, really, considering she's no longer alive. Well, I know. It's amazing what you can get on eBay, isn't it, quite frankly? I mean, you know, you can find, you can find anything. Margaret well, Thatcher, back Michael of a Foot garage. Well, I bought the other week. Did you? <laughs> Michael Foot, yeah, he's here now. Oh, oh I won't show him too. Uh, I can see him there. He's looking pretty good, isn't he? Not, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. I bought the uh, Spanish flu outbreak of uh, 19, 19, oh, nice. 1917, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that old um, iceberg? Oh, the, one, oh, the Titanic. God, hit. yeah. yeah. I, I, I've got it in uh, just outside the shed here. But the trouble is, it's just about the size of a cube oh, now. No. Oh, no. Yeah. It's funny how things like that happen. I didn't think it through. I mean, when the package arrived, it was enormous, but quite wet. Yeah, I, um, I bet yeah. the postman had a bit of trouble with that one. Well, you oh, know, pop it, pop yeah. it in a, a glass with some uh, some gin, and you'll be all right. And some tonic, obviously. Not not just the gin. That 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 would be horrible. 
Although, although if the iceberg's really big, then maybe it'll dilute the gin. I don't know. Enough of that talk, Nick. You've, you, got, you've got another yeah. quote here, haven't you? Killed by the Cybermen. Staunch to the end against odds uncounted, they fell with their faces to the foe. Chris Orton tweets, just had a huge, in capitals, feeling of 80s nostalgia hearing David Banks and Mark Hardy <laughs> back as Cybermen in uh, Andrew Ish. Smith's new big finish tale, Hour of the Cybermen, cracking 80s-style score from Steve Foxon too. Uh, magic, magic, magic. And Darren Harris I thought there was only one Steve Foxon, but no. there's apparently a Steve Foxon too. Yeah, the, se- <laughs> the sequel. Uh, successful. There's actually there's a trilogy, I believe. Um, That's right. I mean, Steve Foxen is so successful. Apparently, he, the, he's guaranteed a series for the rest of his life. To be fair, I'm not surprised that there is more than one because he's an incredibly busy guy and he seems to very all, prolific. Gets lots of stuff. Uh, get lots of stuff done. But yeah, so Genius. Darren Harris here. He tweets: Hi, Big Finish. Just listened to Hour of the Cybermen, and what a brilliant story! Felt like an '80s story. Just what I like. I'd love to hear more like that, please. Excellent. Yes. Hate patterns, negative, attack status, unconfirmed, Admiral on deck. Paul McGann stars as the Eighth Doctor in The Time War 2. Hotly anticipated and certainly not disappointing. Listener Paul Benson tweets, Every single time I see Paul McGann rocking that costume, I'm transported to a parallel universe where he played the Doctor for years. He did with Big Finish. Big Finish completes the illusion with these box sets of the series we never got. Long live the Eighth Doctor. Hear, hear. We can't keep skulking around, waiting for them. Twelve, attend to your charts. I have a new strategy. Does it involve flashing our lights, making lots of noise and going yoo-hoo over here? You know me so well already. Chris Myers tweets an adrenaline-fueled action adventure on an epic scale. Hashtag Jonah, that's an episode name, um, not without the hashtag, uh, is edge of your seat stuff. Perfect conclusion to this second series of Eight Doctor Time War stories. Tim Atak uh, is a great addition to the Big Finish stable. More Julia McKenzie, please. Uh, breathtaking performance. She's very good, isn't she? Um, then later on, he added, the closing moments of Planet of the Ogrons are jaw-dropping. Adored this story. The Twelve is a brilliantly uh, is brilliantly played by the marvelous Julia McKenzie. Gorgeous soundscape and music is phenomenal. Nicholas Briggs gives us a truly warped performance. Um, oh Ooh. yeah, you did a great job with the um. Oh, what was his name? That crazy Dalek uh, in the lab. Um, there's something or another. I can't remember. I've just. <laughs> There's, I can't remember either. Was it like the the the, the Dalek plumber, the the the, the, the Dalek that, that 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 one? It was that like the like the the originator, the the perpetrator. He was in Planet of the Ogrons, and he was the progenerator, the overseer, the overseer. Yeah, the overseer. You, must, uh, you did a great job, Nick, with the uh, when you played the overseer in this one. Absolutely crazy, I, warped, mad, twisted Dalek. Great fun, great fun. Uh, and also, uh, Guy Adams uh, loved this one too, apparently. Well, no, that's not what it says. <laughs> wait, hold on, wait. Is it, he's saying Guy Adams, he's, I love that one. He's telling yeah. Guy he loved yeah, this yeah. one too. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the Temporal Zone tweeted, Planet of the Ogrons is one of my favourite big finish Doctor Who stories ever. It combines subversion of expectations with some wonderful concepts. I digress more on why I love this so much on the Temporal Zone today. Go and have a look at that. 
that. Report! Dalek Command has been contacted. A task force is on its way to retrieve the Time Lords. This is acceptable. It is time the Overseer was made to understand the Dalek way. Agreed. Micah Golanewski tweets, uh, The Time War is my favourite period of Doctor Who, and Big Finish continues to majorly hit it out of the park with their stories in this mythical period. I adore this new set from start to finish. More like this, please! And he's got the little hearts there, the little uh, punctuation hearts. Uh, hashtag in love, hashtag time war, hashtag eighth doctor, hashtag so good, hashtag amazing. Simon March tweets, A welcome piece of escapism from Big Finish to listen to again. Julia McKenzie is the 12, pure class, the sound effects, sound quality and scripts are just mind-blowing. Peter Kemmerer tweets, At Big Finish, at Ken Bentley, at Richardson BF, that's David Richardson, at uh, Guy Adams Author, that's Guy Adams, uh, at John Colshaw. The Eighth Doctor Time War Series 2 is everything I hoped it would be. All four stories are terrific. Ogre and Doctor is a masterfully written and played character, as is the Twelve. Loving Bliss 2. Still a lot of love out there for Callan. Great reviews from many reviewers, one of our biggest supporters and the Hoover's organiser of Big Finish Day 2018, Steve Hatcher, said on Facebook, and this arrived on my page as well, uh, listening to the brilliant Big Finish audio version of Callan, one of the greatest TV shows of the 70s. Ben Miles, Frank Skinner, yes, that one, and Nicholas Briggs are in fabulous form as Callan, Lonely and Hunter, and Peter Mitchell's scripts adapted from his father's father james's uh, he's the creator of callan short stories could not be more authentic direction is in the hands of the excellent ken bentley the whole thing is just superb an essential big finish purchase whether or not you are familiar with the original tv series really getting behind this release hoping it will be an enormous success so we can have some more well i can't I can't disagree with you, Steve. I I would love to do more. It's certainly swept uh, swept through the internet. I always say it's like I'm some kind of internet pundit, but I'm, I'm seeing a lot of love for it out Over there. Over to the internet pundit. Hello there. Uh, seeing a lot of love here on the internet, uh, as you can see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's surprising, especially with something like that, which you know hasn't uh, hasn't got the same you know like it, it's it's a show from the seventies. It's it's not in the public eye as much as say things like Doctor Who or Tortured but a lot of people are getting on it and really enjoying it so you know well it doesn't matter whether you know the original show you know it's just they're just great you know period spy thrillers who doesn't love a spy thriller you know let's let's be honest here everybody likes a bit of that so check it out see what you think I'd I'd say it's worth the gamble definitely go out and and give it a go send Callan in please Liz Hunter will see you now David has his mood improved He's still a bit preoccupied, if that's what you mean. You know exactly what I mean. You're just too nice to say it out loud. And let us not forget the continued love out there for Georgia Tennant in Jenny the Doctor's Daughter. Mr. Dalek Emperor tweets, I hope that Doctor Who, Jenny the Doctor's Daughter, becomes an ongoing series as it was definitely worth the wait and I would love more. Well done, Big Finish and Georgia Tennant. And that's a huge, uh, massive thumbs up there. Uh, ast- astronomical uh, massive one I like it have you seen the size of the Dalek Emperor's thumb it's it's <laughs> it's huge Doctor look at my thumb anyway uh, that- fee fi fo thumb <laughs> 
And that about wraps it up for the latest releases this week. I mean, we could go on. We, we really could, could actually. Um, um, but there's the news, the emails and all that other stuff to come yet. As I say, listeners' emails will be coming up very soon. But before that, time to go on to our desk of news where Benji and I will be sitting like grown-ups. How, how do well. you sit like a grown-up? Do you sort of just <laughs> just sort of put your, put your hands in front of you? or do you I've never learned. That's, like that's that, my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? If you know how to sit like, a, like an adult or like a grown-up, then uh, do message in. And news in this week, a rundown of the upcoming monthly adventures featuring the 7th Doctor Sylvester McCoy, Jeremiah Born in Time out this month, Torchwood Instant Karma trailer, Torchwood 1 the Machines trailer, The Avengers Too Many Targets. So first up, just a reminder of the main monthly Doctor Who adventures coming your way from August this year. Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred and Bonnie Langford are back together again as the Doctor, Ace and Mel. And things are more than a little strange. Starting with Red Planets by Una McCormack next month. The person you've called is unavailable. Please leave a message after the tone. It's me. Call me as soon as you get this. It's here. The blue box. He's here. At last. Sounds like a party. <laughs> Not much to celebrate in 2017. <laughs> oh, come off it, Doctor. Nothing to celebrate. Melting ice caps, seas of plastic, species after species disappearing into nothing. What went wrong? Nothing went wrong. This is the future we dreamed of. I seriously doubt that. Hands on your head. You're coming with me. I was certainly am not. Get off me! It's the strange tale of twisted timelines and fragmented friendships. And then following on from that, in September, the Seventh Doctor and his friends tumble into a forever night in a story by Mark Morris. Doctor Who, the dispossessed. Shall we go and find out if the natives are friendly? I don't believe it! What is it? A man and two girls. They're coming this way. How can we help them? By warning them about the others. This new arrival, this doctor, is delicious. Bring him to me, my children. Bring the doctor to me now. What you got there? Things left behind. Abandoned lives. Buildings like empty shells full of memories. And by the time you get to October, the mood has changed completely with Guy Adams' super, perhaps slightly Douglas Adams-esque sci-fi adventure. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, the quantum possibility engine. What's that when it's at home? Oh no, not you. Hello, Doctor. A pleasure to see you too. Narvin. Indeed. Tell me, Doctor, might you know anything about a stolen TARDIS? Directed by oh. Jamie Anderson with Sylvester, Sophie and Bonnie on great form, we guarantee this trilogy of Doctor Who adventures will tingle your molecules and more. Mm. No. <laughs> what are you doing? No, don't do that! Do that. <gasps> They've gone! All of them! What have you done to them? Your friends have ceased to exist, Miss Bush. It seemed the simplest way. You psychotic little machine! There was no need to... Oh, Doctor. Big finish. 
we love stories. Our latest Big Finish original drama is Nigel Planer's Jeremiah Born in Time. It's our 15-minute drama tease at the end of this very, very, very podcast. But here's a reminder of the excitement to come. You know that thing when you're looking for something and you just can't find it, but it was right there in front of you, staring you in the face all along, and you just sort of blanked it out? Well, the past is like that. It happened. It's real, and it's never going to not have happened. It's been there all along, and then somehow you just notice it for the first time. Well, that's what it felt like when I opened that old biscuit tin. It was like all the air in the tin had been trapped in there for a hundred years, and now it was let out. And there were a couple of old photos in there. One of a tall woman with long hair who I thought I recognised, and the other of what looked like this room. Our basement, with a whole load of old ladies wearing strange robes, sitting in a circle round a big table. Is anyone there? There is, of course, more Torchwood out this month, starring Naoko Mori. It's entitled Instant Karma uh, and is by David Llewellyn, James Goss and Johnny Morris. And here's the flipping trailer. People. Don't you just hate people? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, Instant Karma. People hold up the world. Imagine if you could stop that. Imagine if, just by thinking, you could... Help! Help! Help me! Imagine... All those people, the ones who make each day that little bit harder, that little bit more unbearable. You have to stop this! And you cannot silence the truth! Not in the end! Silence. Just by looking at them. We killed him, didn't we? I think so, yes. Feeling so powerful. You felt amazing. I know. We could do anything, couldn't we? I mean, just imagine if you could do that to all the people who annoy you. Would you do it? <sighs> of course not. Big finish. We love stories. Also out, of course, is Torchwood One Machines. Um, we dramatised it last week. Here's a reminder. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood One. Machines. Ianto Jones, my name is Yvonne Hartman, and I work for an organization called Torchwood. You are... We've had our eye on you for some time now. <laughs> Me? We need someone of your type to carry out a very sensitive undercover mission. Bunch of scientists built a supercomputer, went doolally, tried to take over the world. Like I say, it was the 60s. Oh, 
set was rather too retro. We've gone sleeker, sexier. Yes, the history's fascinating, actually. No, Ianto is not. Well, this is a pleasant surprise. I'd hoped to meet you at the mayor's reception last year, Yvonne. Instead, I find you sneaking about my building wearing a scrunchie. Well, sometimes you just want to keep your hair up. Get on that one, guys. Get on it. And finally, Steed and a bevy of intrepid companions come together for the Avengers Too Many Targets. There's never too many, is there, Nick? Uh, never, it's, never. Oh, it's out very soon, and here is a tasty tease. Good day, Mrs. Peel. Dr. Keel? Steve? Tara King? Kathy Gale? Hello there. It's good to be back. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Avengers. Too many targets. You've picked a strange place for a reunion. Uh, it's not up to my usual haunts, I will admit. All of you together, how touching. Terrible as it is, Miss King, we must accept it. Harrison was killed by John Steed. It doesn't make sense. Mother, a double agent. I can't believe it. Assassination? Isn't that a little out of your line? Mrs. Peel, duck! I'll take the one on the left. I'll take the center. And I can work out the rest. Just like the old days, Mrs. Peel. The open roads, the roaring Bentley, the quest ahead. They're on their way. Then let's put on a show. Big finish. We love stories. Delightful. Also just time to tell you that tickets for Big Finish Day 2018 at the Quad in Derby are selling out. We're down to the last 40 or so, so get in there quick. Go to the Quad's website and click through to events and you'll find Big Finish Day there. And that's it for the news this week. Is that it? Oh, there we go. Yeah. A good, good slice of news there. Like a bit of cake, isn't it? You know, little Ooh, slice. Nuts. We've got plenty more news, but we ain't going to give it to you. You've got to wait. Um, but yeah, cheers for the news always. And uh, if you want more news, see us at the quads because there, I expect there'll be news there and a little bit of a dance, won't there? That's in November. So, yeah, well, you know, sometimes you have to There'll wait. Be more news before then. <laughs> so, no, make them wait, Nick. There's no news <laughs> until further notice. And um, no, there will be news. But as you know, in regards to news this week, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Coming up soon, our behind-the-scenes feature on Callan file on a deadly deadshot, including interviews with the writer and stars. In the meantime, here... I've just rest my nose on the pop shield. Here are the listeners' emails. 
love an email you know that I know that even the man next door knows that because the window is open he probably hears me every week saying that yeah, stop loving the email oh, so- sorry sorry I'll, um, do, would you like to no no fine I was going to ask him if he wanted to read one but he doesn't um, don't, don't get him involved nah, probably, probably not probably not a good idea um, so yeah if you want to email him because we love to hear mm. from you and it's always cool mm. especially when people email him for the first time because that's always nice you yes. see a new name and you think oh this is another cool, yes. cool cat joining the party um, you can mm. email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P to the O to the D cast at B-I-G-F-I-N-ish dot com. Uh, cool cat. Cool cat. I love cool. it. Yeah, be a cool cat. I love it. I love it. Meow. Crazy yeah. lion. I love, I love that. Crazy lion. <laughs> yeah, that's from a kid's show. That's a cool cat. Crazy lion. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I, don't know, I, can't re- I can't remember what it was from, though. That's, that's pretty rocking. Do tell us. Yeah, that sounds good. I like it. So first up then, this one here is from Nick Skirton. Uh, Dear Bick and Nenji, uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, hi, uh, oh, I suppose you'd be a, uh, no, you'd be... <laughs> what are you talking about? I was going sw- to switch his, his second name and his first name round, but then it would just say sick, so I didn't want to say that because it sounds rude. <laughs> sick, sick, skick, skick Nerton. Skick Nerton. Um, yeah, so Skicknerton, that sounds like a German verb Offending all German listeners yes, Apologies uh, I'll just go to the email Dear Bick and Nenji uh, Hour of the Cybermen was a piece of off-the-scale brilliance Andrew Smith's script was fizzing with ideas And Jamie Anderson's direction was bang on target What a joy to hear David Banks and Mark Hardy return As David the Banks. 80s Cybermen With Mark such a Hardy. sizzling <laughs> cyber sausage of a musical score from Steve Fox and yeah. 2. Please, 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 please pit the 80s Cybermen against the Doctor again soon. Ideally with a terrifying Nick Briggs cyber controller doing something abominably nasty. Ooh, I like that. Give me the boo. So I've been <laughs> wanting to say that for ages every time we riff on this. Give me... Who is that woman? Um, That's silver nemesis. Silver nemesis. Yeah, yours most thankingly, Nick, sent from Yahoo Mail for iPhone. Really? Uh, well, that's an interesting one, um, because I was originally going to be in Hour of the Cybermen playing the Cyber Lieutenant or Lieutenant. I don't know which way they say it. Um, uh, but... Uh, but I don't think I was going to be available. And then Jamie Anderson said, well, can't we get the guy who did it in the TV show, Mark Hardy? I said, oh, is, you know, is he still? Yes, yes, he was. And so Mark Hardy came along. And I think it was much better to have Mark and David together. It's like the old days for them. I mean, did they did they have that like, like, sort of like the two old chaps back together again? Like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Well, it's been a while. I wasn't there, but apparently it went jolly well. I would have loved to have been there. I really was very pleased that uh, David uh, agreed to do it. And I'm, I mean, as I've said before, I was quite taken aback at how modest he was about it when he said, oh, Nick, you do the Cybermen now. And I said, no, no, come on. We'd, we'd love you to come and do it. So I reckon we should get him to do some more. I would, get the I would, two of them to do oh, some more. It has, it has to happen. He's, he's so Sounds fantastic. And, and the thing is as well it's like it's just it is just the david bank cybermen it's just a thing it's just like it, it is a thing yeah what i wanted to know i mean I, I have done my versions of it 
Um, but, you know, I do so many Cybermen and Daleks and goodness knows what else. I think, you know, different eras. the time had come for me to just let it go and be a bit generous. <laughs> but, it's, but it's cool because, you know, the, the same way as, as it, you know, David Banks couldn't do a Nick Briggs Cyberman. Or maybe he could, but, you know, it's about it's about different people for different no, stories and no. different roles. You know? <laughs> what I wanted to know is, um, did, does David Banks still wear Doc Martens, like that great documentary where he says in it, the Cybermen have changed. Now we wear these uh, new things. They're called Doc Martins. And he pulls up the cyber <laughs> the cyber uh, costume to reveal he's wearing Doc Martins under his under his outfit. I thought that was rather cool. He does still wear them, but only on his head. Oh, that's a shame. It was a good place. You know, good place to keep keep you from getting wet. <laughs> Here's one from our old favourite Alex Pass, who writes in quite a lot. Hello, Alex. Yo. Listening to interviews on the Callan and Time War 2 box set and every time a certain person speaks a voice in my head pipes up the name Nickel Arse Briggs <laughs> and I become a giggling wreck it's in the last podcast uh, I think you called me Nickel Arse Briggs Sounds you like also check of... to see whether that was you know allowable bless you <laughs> I would I would suggest the name Bendy Clipboard as Mr oh Briggs's revenge oh my god revenge. that's great Bendy oh, I love it Oh, that's great. Uh, but I should probably pass on making any such comments. Yes. See what I did there? Yeah. Pass, because that's my name. No, ahem. Yeah, I'll go now. Big Al, sent from my padded cell. Buck up! Remember, there was a great guy Thanks, at school Al. who's... Um, his name was George Oliver Forward. And so his initials were Go Forward. I thought that was amazing. Oh. Love name. names. Names. There's something brilliant about names, isn't there, really? But, Very important but, names. But yes, bendy yes. Clipboard, though. It sounds like such a good way to, to... You meet somebody in a bar. Hi, what's your name? Bendy Clipboard. That's like, what? I quite like the idea of a bendy clipboard. It means you could just sort of, you know, roll it up and put it in your pocket. But then, yeah, but you know what will happen, though? It'll be one of those things where it'll kind of... It'll just be... It'll be like sort of bent, like, like in a sort of, like curved thing all the time because it's never going to be like really straight ah well that's the trick this new invention it would have to be able to self-write you know oh, what great I mean? idea I don't mean yeah. write without a pen <laughs> just I'd have to write on this clipboard it's self-write <laughs> self-writing clipboard it's uh, my new invention it's like the uh, it's like the self-rubbing out rubber um, don't know where it's gone it rubbed itself out <laughs> Yeah. love it oh. everything I write just gets rubbed out it's like the uh, the underwater yes, watch you guys you're gonna get rubbed out <laughs> you're gonna get rubbed out you know those watches you can get there um, that you know you can you can use underwater well these these ones yes. these ones used for what underwater looking at the time obviously oh. but yeah these these ones only work underwater see that's my idea <laughs> so if when you're not wearing it you have to keep it in the bath um, that's my idea <laughs> what great what great fun that's my idea. Well done. Well, we've got another email here from um, Zvi Lebetkin. Um, hi, Zvi. Um, Zvi here says, Hi. Uh, oh, this is on another page now. That just looked like the end of the email. Um, I'm halfway through listening to the new Callan series, which just popped up in my account today, and it is a pitch-perfect recreation of this brilliant classic series. I really wasn't sure you'd be able to pull it off, as Callan so hinged on Edward Woodward's performance, but Ben Miles effortlessly inhabits the role, and Frank Skinner's casting is inspired, fitting lonely like a glove. I do hope it proves a successful range, as there's just so much scope at what you can do with it, with missing episodes 
episode you can recreate uh, loads more books and short stories to adapt plus i'd love to hear what john dorney would do creating something new thanks so much for another winner svi oh thanks svi yeah it's um ah oh, it's, it's we're just so pleased with how it's turned out and i'm glad you like the idea of frank skinner's casting i'm pretty certain that that was jason haig ellery's idea yeah he, jason has some cracking casting ideas uh jason was responsible for india fisher as charlie and uh, sheridan smith as lucy miller as well they were really? both his ideas yeah yeah he's really got he's a, on a nice yeah. ear for these things and finally a thank you here from andrew richards hi nick and benji just wanted to thank you for the star cop cd that i won in your competition i'd been away from home for a few days and so had not listened to the podcast and when i found the cd waiting for me well if i'm honest I'd been out for several drinks with some work colleagues the week before and worried that I had ordered it when I got back to my hotel while still very happy. Uh, I'm not suggesting for one minute that I thought that I only ordered it because I was drunk. Far from it. I was thrilled when I found out you were continuing the show. I had only chosen not to buy it for budgetary reasons. But I love the original show so much that I realised that if I was going to make a purchase while inebriated, thus overriding my natural caution about spending money, Star Cops was going to be the one. So that's what I assumed had happened. I then caught up with my podcast listening and discovered that I had actually won it in the competition. I have to say, I was very relieved and thank you for the speed with which you got it to me. Well, that's Cheryl in the warehouse. She's really quick off the mark. So you have her to thank for the the speed of the delivery uh, the episodes are cracking i love hearing the old characters david calder is one of my favorite actors and the new ones are great too shame you didn't use the original theme song dreadful neighbors inspired <laughs> drivel that it was well that's why we didn't use it but i had grown to genuinely love it well i'm sorry uh someone got very very cross that we've not used the theme tune but really sometimes you just have to make a judgment don't you? <laughs> this new series is a great job and i have just pre-ordered volume two and i cannot wait to hear it hope it sells well and that there is plenty more to come thanks again andrew from daventry listen to my songs on soundcloud well go on then i had a quick listen there's all sorts of interesting electro pop disco-y stuff if i can characterize it sent from my ipad and just a quick reminder of our current competition for current buns. Um, no, it's not. Uh, the prize here, Callan Volume 1. So it's going to be, you know, a good opportunity to get your hands on that. Uh, the question here, Edward Woodward played the role of Callan in the original TV series. What American TV crime series did he star in? Mm. Subject line, A Man Alone. The closing date, Friday the 20th of July in the space year 2018. It's a very, very popular competition, uh, but the selection is entirely random, so keep those entries coming in. doesn't matter how late you send it in, as long as it's, you know, before the deadline. And Callum Volume 1 could be yours for free. Download and CD. And that's it for the emails and the competition. You've got to be in it to win it, quite frankly. It's better to be in it because you might win it. But that's all for the emails and the competition, so do keep them coming, please. Um, the email elves will make sure that your emails go from A to B and gets to our inbox in the middle of the North Pole. Um, well, I hope so, unless it's melted, in which case, who knows where it'll be. Uh, Nick's there. He's, Nick's just stolen a car, by the sounds of it. Yeah, um, <laughs> just my son's just arrived here. Are you, Ben, where, what's happening? 
Um, I'm going to Pekarama. He's going to Pekarama. Oh, Pekarama. What's Pekarama? What's Pekarama? Come and tell us. Come near the microphone. Um, Pekarama is a play place where there's soft play, a mini train that's oh. like powered by steam and yeah. mini rails. There's also mini golf um, and a big pirate ship to play on with. And then there's also two shops. Oh, oh that's a, what sort of sounds good. Shops? I can't remember. There's food as well, isn't there? Yeah, w- one of the shops is just all sweets. The, <laughs> the other one is all toys. <laughs> You're looking forward to that, I think. Yeah. Nick, yeah. why don't I'm we go there? Sweets, yeah, we could just... This, that's what I'm missing to do this podcast. <laughs> that's, how, that's how dedicated I am to Big Finish. He has no reaction to that. Just he's yeah. just like, how, why, why aren't you coming on the train? I know, steam train. All right, bye, old chap. Cheerio. Have fun. Bye-bye. See you bye-bye. later. Bye. That's, that's my real life butting into the podcast. Coming up soon. Oh, I just checking. I've got the door key because I don't yeah I've got the door key I don't want to be locked out <laughs> when I finish the podcast in my shed I go back to the house and can't get in um, I'll have to wee in the garden uh, coming up soon our weekly visit to the randomoid selectatron Benji presses a button on uh, big finish listener Hannah Newman's uh, incredible online invention for a moment I thought I was saying that there was a button on Hannah and he just sort of pressed her face and it selects a random release from the Big Finish archives for us to chat about. It's always a surprise and always fascinating at the very least in some small way. In the meantime, it's time, 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 time to go behind the scenes with the most dangerous time, no, assassin in Europe. Callan. I'm Peter Mitchell, and I adapted file on a deadly dead shot. Shall we go for one? Yes. It says here you're to give me the file labelled dead shot. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, oh, yes. I have it here. It's a red file, David. Of course it is. They're the only ones I ever seem to get these days. I know. I'm sorry. It's just that he trusts you. Yeah, like a spider trusts a fly. No. <laughs> I'm sure it's more than that. <laughs> I began writing for Big Finish basically because I was asked by producer Dave Richardson if I would be prepared to uh, explore putting some Callan material together for audio drama. My father, who created Callan, died in 2002, and up to that point, Callan had existed only in TV screen format and in novel form. So, There'd never been any audio drama of Callan, and uh, I thought it would be a really interesting exercise to see if the character of TV in the 60s and 70s would transfer over to an audio audience. I'm John Dorney, and I script-edited Callan. It's a very unusual spy series. There's a simultaneous cynicism and warmth to it particularly in the part of Callan, who has both of those aspects to his personality. The cold-hearted killer aspect to him, the pragmatist, but at the same time, he's quite a gentle soul. He likes his toy soldiers and his wargaming and and has a very sweet relationship with Lonely. It's very well judged, very well put together, and just wants to do unusual things. And it, it wants to properly explore the psychological and emotional context of 
the spy game and the assassination game in particular. There's a huge amount of mirroring of the past for me. You know, when I was writing the stories, inevitably looking back at the original source material and thinking about my dad, you know, I was automatically thinking of my father at that time when he would be writing them. So we'd be going back to around 71, 72, 73, you know, when I would have been in my early teens and my father was still a, you know, a young, fit guy at the top of his profession. So the whole process as a, an emotional exercise brought me extremely close to my dad again and I'm very grateful for that because you know I really enjoyed it and far from being a sad thing I found that closeness kind of oddly reassuring and quite uplifting I found it really really positive I'm Ben Miles and I play Callan I don't mean to offend Mr Callan but you have to admit they're a bit loud and bright with frills and stuff I'd never seen you wear clothes like that before Mr Callan Look at that jacket. It's purple and it's velvet and all. I know, old son. It's all part of the job. I'm supposed to be a bit of a flash Harry. Well, you just want to be careful, Mr Callan. That's all I'm saying. After, after all, there might be talk. I'll get over it. He was brought up in children's homes and then joined the army and uh, served, I think, uh, World War II and then uh, in Malaya, probably career after that. He basically spent his adult life in the army, worked his way up through the ranks to uh, become a non-commissioned officer. Uh, and one of the sort of legends about Cannon is that he's a terrific shot. He's very good with any kind of firearm. He lives and breathes guns. I don't think there's a, a model of gun he's not familiar with. Firing a deadly dead shot, we chose as the first episode because immediately Callan gets his hands on a gun. Because that's the thing with Callan. He is a killer, he's extraordinarily proficient, and his tool of choice to do his job is a revolver. So he shoots people, he shoots things, he shoots targets. Guns are his thing. But Deadly Deadshot is about a different sort of shooting. It's about a shooting party where gentlemen who can afford it spend large sums of money to go on to the moors and estates of country houses and blast feathered creatures or clay pigeons or whatever it might be. So the story begins with uh, a hunter testing Callan to see, A, whether he's as good with a double-barreled shotgun as he is at the target range with a pistol, and B, whether he can pass the test of passing himself off as a gentleman amongst polite society. And he is, as they say, a dead shot. And I think this reputation got uh, into the upper echelons of Whitehall and was approached by certain members of the Secret Service to see if he wanted to serve Queen and Country on a sort of, on a less obvious level, I think. And uh, I think his time was coming to an end in the army as far as a, as a, as a working soldier perhaps was. And um, he suddenly found himself working for the Secret Service for Queen and Country. When Callan began transmission, it was quite a revolutionary series in many ways because it was the first time that a Secret Service type character was portrayed as a distinctly unglamorous individual. Callan 
is an ex-serviceman. He's an ex-con. His only friend in the world is a smelly, petty thief. He's a man that largely stands alone in society. Espionage is a grubby business, and that's how it was shown. It's also a violent business. It's full of suspicion, and it's full of its own criminal tendencies. And that was very unusual in the world of television at that time. That really only had things like Danger Man and The Man from Uncle and James Bond as comparisons. He's sort of canny, bridges the gap, I'd say, between the working classes and the upper classes. He's sort of from a working class background. He's done time in jail. Particularly notable is the Nick is where he met his uh, sort of temporary sidekick, Lonely. And Lonely is the guy that Callan turns to whenever he needs something sort of unofficial to happen, something shady to be dealt with or a house to be broken into in the best possible way. Uh, Lonely's his sort of go-to fixer. Well, I'd worked at Big Finish once before on a series called The Time Machine, and um, I had a really great time. And so the prospect of coming back to Big Finish was great. I, I jumped at it. Um, and in addition, the scripts are just fantastic. It's a really thrilling series. It's got action, it's got drama, it's got comedy, it's got adventure. It's got everything you could wish for in a sort of crime, spy, thriller, drama. And the scripts are really fantastic. They're, uh, they're, they're sharp, they're witty, they're clever, and they're very entertaining. So um, it was a win-win, no-brainer, I believe you call it. I am Frank Skinner and I'm playing Lonely. I like him a lot. I, I like the way, and I don't know if this has changed. In the TV series, I remember, I have a memory of Callan being a bit nastier to him than he is in, in The Big Finish. I feel we're sort of like a, a dysfunctional um, couple in, in The Big Finish version, which I like a lot. And, um, and Ben, as Callan, is he's one of those actors that's a bit like a rock. He's really sort of solid and, and, and it, it gives me a lot of confidence. So I think he's made me better as well. Hello, I'm Nicholas Briggs and I'm playing Hunter. I mean, this all started because I started re-watching it, but because it was something I remembered from my childhood with great affection. You know, I was uh, too young to properly be watching it, but uh, my parents watched it and I would sort of stay up a bit late and see some of it. And I was intrigued by this sort of, um, this grown-up world, rather harsh. Also, you know, I saw trailers for it because they'd run trailers for it earlier in the evening on ITV and it did intrigue me. So I must have watched enough of it to know enough about it to, you know, one or two years ago. I can't remember how long ago. Time goes so fast. I thought, oh, I really, because I love old telly anyway. What a surprise. I worked for Big Finish. And so I, I bought what was available on iTunes and started watching it. And then I thought, oh, because this obviously isn't the beginning. So I, I found the DVD box sets and I've watched it all since. I, <laughs> so I remember loads of it. I didn't memorise it when I watched it, but, I've, you know, Edward Woodward's career-defining performance. Mm. You know, this show was so huge. Everyone watched it. Everyone knew Callan. You know, nobody could see a swinging light bulb without saying, oh, Callan. Oh, yeah, and people would sort of knock light bulbs and go, ding, 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 and all that, you know. And Lonely was legendary, you know, for his smell <laughs> and, and just being uh, such an incredible character. So, you know, it, 
There was a period in the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s because they brought it back for a one-off special in the 80s because it was still very much in people's minds when, when it was a, an icon of our popular culture. I think it's self-evident that Callan is sort of suppressing his humanity and there are these moments where he is prepared to do all these terrible things sort of because he has no choice. But you can hear in his sarcasm to his boss and his bad reaction to authority that he's he's sort of kicking against it all the time so yeah it's lovely to have that little revelation at the end of episode four luckily uh, callan does manage to pass these tests and hunter dispatches him to a country estate up in northumberland not far from where i live to sniff out a killer because hunter knows that one of the shooting party is uh, an assassin the great thing about David Callan as a character is you don't really get to know anything about him. Apparently, he has no backstory. You know he served in the armed forces. You know he's been in prison. There are no living relatives. There are no friends. There's no connection to a university or an educational establishment. And that anonymity is what makes him so necessary for the section for the, that particular department of the Secret Service. So, in many ways, he is a nobody, but he is a nobody with particular skills. They had atmosphere, they had character, they had a great storyline going through as the spine of the thing. It's very easy to, uh, to read, and uh, it may sound odd, but it's very easy to visualise. All the scenes are very easy to see, which I think is a mark of a really good script for, for audio drama. I've been going home after a day's work here and, and, and remembering the scenes visually. Like I, they, they're very alive in my imagination. And uh, that was, a, yeah, again, another sign of the quality of the script is when you can kind of see the scenario. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very lean yet full script. I am totally biased, of course, and I realise we go on about it a lot, but I'm just going to carry on going on about it. It's a great series. Uh, such a privilege to have Peter Mitchell write it. Great guy. His amazing scripts. I just, they totally blew me away when I first read them. And when I second read them and third read them. <laughs> and then when I acted them. That's when you know. That's when you know. I think you, you, you know, you know that you know that you know it's good. And then that's always good. I don't know what I was going with. I know that you know that I know. But, you know, give it, give it a go, quite frankly. Um, Callan is, and then you'll know, and then you'll know. You know, but it's cool. Try something new. That's that's my summer tip for you, Benji's summer tip. Here's the bell of summer tips. Oh, we forgot to do the bell of emails, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, the email bell. Actually, that rings a bell. Hey, <laughs> Shut it. Like it. Shut right, well, it. it is now time for the randomoid selectatron. So key you oh. that epic music. Oh dear, right. Time for me to uh, revitalise my mouse. And uh, <laughs> so we got this one here mouse. is the pit what and the got? pendulum and other macabre tales. Stories by uh, Edgar Allan Poe, directed and I assume oh no, it's not read by him. Um, Edgar Allan Poe uh, stories directed by Barnaby Edwards and read by David Soul. David Soul from Starsky and Hutch. David yeah, Soul, I believe so. Yeah. Well, let's play the trailer. Oh, 
lowered my arm and shuddered to find that I had fallen at the very brink of a circular pit. Looking upward, I surveyed the ceiling of my prison. In one of its panels, a very singular figure riveted my whole attention. It was the painted figure of time, as he is commonly represented. Save that in lieu of a scythe, he held what at a casual glance I supposed to be the pictured image of a huge pendulum. The Red Death had long devastated the country. No pestilence had ever been so fatal or so hideous. Blood was its avatar and its seal. The redness and the horror of blood. there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. It was the beating of the old man's heart. It increased my fury as the beating of a drum stimulates the soldier into courage. And so by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man. Monsieur Valdemar, do you still sleep? Yes. No. I have been sleeping. And now? Now. I am dead. Patra! exclaimed the king. I will make a man of you! The dwarf hesitated. The king grew purple with rage. The courtiers smirked. Drink, I say, or by the fiends. I am simply Hopfrog, the jester, and this is my last jest. This is uh, uh, fascinating stuff. This is from textbook stuff. And Barnaby Edwards uh, produced all this and uh, it's distributed through us. And uh, a little hidden gem on the website. I absolutely feel that you must seek this out. Barney did some incredible stuff with this relatively short-lived series. He also had Miriam Margulies um, doing... Uh, what else? Let's tell you what else is available. There's also Dracula's Guest and Other Dark Tales. Uh, who was that read by? Peter Guinness. Oh, they've got The Signalman as well. That's a great story. Yeah. That one. Remember, Read by John Sessions. God, I bet that was good. Yeah, it's brilliant. They're all brilliant. And with uh, Howard Carter doing music, brilliant stuff. Uh, what else have we got here? Casting the Runes and Other unca Uncanny Stories. Read by the, the late, great Andrew Sachs. There you are. That's the complete series there. I do advise that you dip in and get some of these great, great releases available on download they'd be fun on like a nice sort of evening thing wouldn't it like a nice fire and listen to a few of those stories are oh, lovely and this gives us a chance lovely to talk stuff. about barnaby edwards and the uh, vast body of work that he's done for big finish he's such an inspiring man he's such a brilliant director and a brilliant writer he's um he's written some great stories for big finish 
He's also so oh, great as well because he, you know, in, in terms of his huge range of voices and, and voiceover stuff, mm. I, th- I often find myself working on things that I had, I have no idea that he's even in at times because I, occasionally he might fill in or do the odd line here and there, and I had no idea. And I think, wow, that was that was Barney. Oh my god, because he can just do so many different voices. It's yeah, absolute yeah. pro, absolute pro. Well, he's always been good at that, but particularly in recent years he's done so many audiobooks he's he reads all sorts of incredible stuff he has great uh, stamina and pre- um, precision in his reading says nick briggs fluffing his improvised words <laughs> um, and uh, so he 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 has expanded his range of character voices enormously he's so incredibly professional to work with but at the same time huge amounts of fun uh, he's just a really smart intelligent guy a great friend to have uh, a lovely human being and he really did something special uh, for me when I first started being executive producer at Big Finish because my first job before I fully became executive producer was to be the producer of the Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller range I started work on that before I started work on everything at Big Finish and he uh, literally everything uh, tomorrow start everything um, and he and I worked on it and he just had he said let's really go for broke with the casting you know uh, they can only say no I want to go and try and get as many brilliant famous actors as possible and uh, and he really led the way that we were quite timid at casting before then and, and it's Barnaby who's responsible for that change in culture at Big Finish, which then when David Richardson joined, he just assumed that was part of what we did and he followed suit. So I think I have said it to Barnaby, but it's worth reminding if he ever hears this and it's worth telling everyone that he is he's responsible for some of the greatest casting in Big Finish and, um, and just the way he works with actors is an inspiration, really. Yeah lovely guy thoroughly and, and nice these man. are brilliant releases that, that he's done brilliant stuff really well worth listening to a great recommendation from Ran absolutely and also um, I think it's worth mentioning as well with the textbook stuff um, if, if you're uh, if you're some of our younger listeners there who obviously are doing uh, like Big Finish releases uh, I think a lot of these stories you study in English uh, I certainly studied the signalman in english and um i think i studied dracula's guest as well actually uh, and so actually these are some quite wise things if if you know if, if you want to take something enjoyable like big finish and apply it to study it's just just putting that out there because i know that if if when i well, was that's why it's called textbook ex- stuff, well, exa- exa- exactly exactly mm. exactly you know i think if, if when i was at school if i'd have had uh, big finishy stuff it's, it's the same as well when I was at college studying Cicero if I'd have had the big finish stuff to, to refer to I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more actually because it brings mm-hmm. it to life really is that Marcus Tullius Cicero Marcus Tullius Cicero he says as he whacks me on the head and the shoulders <laughs> there sounds like I went to school in Victorian times I didn't this was this was about <laughs> 10 years ago um, I had all this being whacked and my head slowly snapping into my to my shoulders um but yeah so a good range to to get into guys i think so yeah ran always a pleasure pulled out a blinder there and uh yeah we'll see you next week
And so, of course, as this podcast burns away to nothing on the surface of the planet flipping hot, because let's face it, we might as well call this planet flipping hot right now, um, there's just time for Nick and I to go about constructing this week's podcast trailer. So let's choose a random style for us to present it in. Nick, what are you feeling this week? I don't, I've no idea. Have you got a thought? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, we did a horror last week, which was ridiculously self-indulgent. It was, wasn't it? Yes. Um, what can we do this week? Uh, I don't know, because horror is the only real sort of style of thing. I suppose we, we could, could do it. No, go on. Go on. No, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 you. No, 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 oh, no, sir, no, no. We could do it like a sort of old newscast, couldn't we, you know? Okay, That's yes. quite fun, isn't it? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful a trailer po- experience for you there at home. Yes, we bring you a podcast released on the 15th of July in the year of our Lord, 2018. We deal with the latest releases from the Big Finish Productions company. Doctor Who, Hour of the Cybermen, starring Colin Baker, a splendid fellow. Also Doctor Who, The Time War 2, starring that other splendid fellow, Paul McGann. And then, of course, there's Callan. And Callan gets himself into a bit of a fix several times. Ben Miles, Frank Skinner, Nicholas Briggs and Jane Slavin get together in a rather jolly thriller. It's not jolly at all. I don't know why I say that. <laughs> uh, that. That's the key thing. If we do it in this style, it will take forever because brevity wasn't the style, was it? It's very true. Yes. Well, I suppose that is the thing. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of ad-libbing between essen- just essential points, isn't it? You know, they're going, um, you know, whereas I should just say, uh, Jeremiah, born in time out this month. But what you'd say instead is, this is a lovely summer hot month here in the United Kingdom where people are bathing on the beaches from Brighton through to Blackpool. But just in time for that month is Jeremiah Bourne in time where you too can go back in time with Jeremiah Bourne. And it just, just think to yourself, why stop going on? Also, Torchwood Instant Carver. There's a trailer, Torchwood 1. We just remind you of that. Uh, the Avengers, too many targets. Yes, the Avengers, a bevy of beauties, join John Steed in a riveting adventure in which adventure is always close to the microphone. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, in our guest star slot, we have a, 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 a and also a behind-the-scenes report on Ooh. Callan. Some would, yeah. some would say uh, some secret intelligence there, eh? Yeah. No spo- Although with no spoilers. No spoilers, though. Uh, no spoilers. Yeah. Of course, as well, we've got our drama tease this week, which is Jeremiah Born in Time. So if you want to have a little listen to that before, you know, if you're not too sure, if you're thinking, oh, what's that all about? Why not Try get involved? Before Try before you buy. Yeah, bang on. So that was the trailer uh, for... Well, that is the trailer. This is the trailer for Big Finish. <laughs> Callan and Jeremiah Born. Sounds like our names, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, my name's Callan, and he's Jeremiah Bourne. Welcome to Cricketer's Arms. I don't know what that was about. I was just thinking, uh, why? I think I went past that pub the other day. Yeah, who knows? Did you? Yeah. yeah. And so now, here's our drama tease. Uh, it's the first 15 minutes, yeah, of the latest in the Big Finish Originals range. It's Jeremiah Born in Time by Nigel Planer with a star-studded cast. (laughs) 
Have you ever had a déjà vu? That feeling that you've already been somewhere, already seen what you're looking at, already done what it is you're doing. Sometimes it seems like the whole of my life is one big déjà vu. In fact, I get déjà vus in the middle of my déjà vus. Is that my phone? Do you like your new ringtone? Did you change my ringtone? Good, isn't it? No. Why not? It's a kid's one. I thought you liked Doctor Z and the Astronauts. That was ages ago, and I was never that into it. Yes, you were. You used to collect all the stickers. When I was twelve. No, you were fourteen. No, I wasn't. I stopped collecting the merchandise and stuff way before then. Anyway, you shouldn't just mess with my phone, okay? You can be really annoying sometimes. That's what little sisters are meant to be. Except I'm just your stepsister. And what's this? What's all these other things on my phone, Ruby? There's all these things on my account. Squidgy face. What do I want a squidgy face for? It's free. That's not a good reason. And this one's not free. Family ancestor net. Find out where you came from, Ruby. This is my phone. It's my account. I thought you'd be interested in thirty-nine pounds ninety-nine p to do a DNA test. What, Ruby? How did you get my password? All you do is put some saliva on a cotton bud in a plastic bag or a piece of hair or something, and they tell your whole DNA. They use it in murders and like paternity cases, in case you don't know who your mum and dad are. Oh, that again! Look, we know who my mum is. She just went away. That's all. Okay, and give me my phone back. Sorry, Jam. Sorry, no need to shout at me. I'm not. I am not shouting. Look, Ruby, just don't mess with my phone, okay? Ruby, let Jem get on with his work. He's meant to be helping me clear out that cavity. You've got the whole weekend here with us. You'll have plenty of time with him later. Dad, it's not fair. You're not even Jem's real dad, but he gets to do everything with you. Is she I... being a nuisance again? No, it's all right, Pete. All right. You come upstairs with me, Ruby. I need some help with the colour charts. I need to work out what colours they'd have used on the walls in 1910. I'll pay you back, Jam. No, no, no grudges in this house. It's all right, Pete. She didn't. This is a grudge-free zone. Dad, I meant with zero grudge tolerance. Hmm. All right. Sorry. Sorry. So let's see. What have we got in this here cavity? This bit could do with a bit more sanding, Jem. Okay, Pete. Dado rails. That's what we need all round here and up the staircase. Dado rails. Oh, and what's this? Ancient Roman biscuit tin. Oh yeah, I found that stuff right at the back. It's really old. Well, remember to keep a record of everything, every stage of the process, Jem. Write it down, whatever, or just put photos on your phone. Yeah, all right. Not just in your memory, Jem. Super first class, though that may be. You may be able to remember every single little detail, but the rest of us are not so blessed. We need a record, every stage. Okay, Pete. I won't forget. No, maybe not. But will you actually do it? Yep. Promise. I found lovely old stripy wallpaper underneath the beige wallpaper upstairs. Amazing, isn't it? You take off wallpaper and underneath more wallpaper. Amazing. Authenticity. That's the thing. Right, I'm going to crack on upstairs. 
Keep on keeping on. Come on, Ruby. See you, Jem. And remember, DNA. Come along, Ruby, my love. You know that thing when you're looking for something and you just can't find it, but it was right there in front of you, staring you in the face all along, and you just sort of blanked it out? Well, the past is like that. It happened. It's real, and it's never going to not have happened. It's been there all along, and then somehow you just notice it for the first time. Well, that's what it felt like when I opened that old biscuit tin. It was like all the air in the tin had been trapped in there for a hundred years. And now it was let out. And there were a couple of old photos in there. One of a tall woman with long hair who I thought I recognised. And the other of what looked like this room. Our basement. With a whole load of old ladies wearing strange robes, sitting in a circle round a big table. there? Are you there? I see him. Speak to us. I see him too. He is here. What? What just happened? What is your name, O oh spirit? Um, I'm Jeremiah Bourne. Who the hell are you? Language, please, young man. You may be dead, but that is no reason not to mind your P's and Q's. Quite right, Mrs Stokes. Where are you from, oh spirit? Blackfriars Road, London, SE1. What did he say? He said he is from around here, the Blackfriars. Oh, how can that be? Remarkable. What's going on? Is this some kind of joke? As you can see, none of us are laughing, young man. What can he tell us of the afterlife? Is my husband there in the hereafter? His name was Ebenezer. Ebenezer Tandy. Do you know and him? And mine. Mr. Stipples. Tell him I've not forgiven and him. And my dear brother Charlie. Is he there? He was such a lovely boy. Ladies, please. One at a time. <sighs> Jeremiah, thank you. For visiting us. We were expecting one Petrock Grimstead, a fisherman from 17th century Cornwall. That's who was summoned, but you will have to do. So, how was your journey? I don't know. I just opened this old biscuit tin. There were a couple of photos in it. Um, and then whoosh! Tell us, from which century do you hail? Um, 21st, of course. How is that possible, Mrs Stokes? You mean you are not from the shadows of the past? I don't think so. Sorry? What did he say? He said he's not dead. He's from the future. Hmm? The future. Oh, are we all dead then? No, dear, most definitely not. Excuse me, it's um a pleasure to, like... Meet you, and sorry not to help about the afterlife and everything, but... Perhaps he isn't real. Try putting your hand through him. Oh, yes, good idea. Ooh, <laughs> thank you. Sorry, ladies, but gotta go. Oops. Oh, sorry. Mind out. Oh, oh dear, he's not the candles. Careful, mind you don't catch fire, Tabitha. Where's he going now? I think we frightened him away. Oh, oh, shame. He was a good looker. <laughs> Virginia, please. I like him with a bit of flesh on him. Oh. This is so weird. 
It's my house, but different. Wow, dado rails. Pete was right. And stripey wallpaper. Wait till I tell him. Hello. Oh, did you see? It's a man. <gasps> 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 <laughs> <laughs> who are you? One moment. It is we who should be asking who you are, sir. And what is your business? Yes, what is your business? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm really sorry, but something really weird just happened. I, I'm not sure exactly what or where I am. And how did you get in here? Yes, how in heavens did you get in? Actually, this is my house. I live here. Well, it's exactly like my house, but... What is all this? <laughs> Go to your rooms. Young man, there is nothing for you here. You must leave at once. Yeah, look, I'm really sorry, but... Go! I shall call on the services of Mr Grout, if you persist. I'm not persisting, honestly. It's just, where am I supposed to go? Through that door this instant. Girls, to your rooms. Yes, 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 yes. Young man, I will not wait any longer. Out you go! Yeah, all right, all right, I'm going! Oh, my God, what happened? Where's the shard? Same street, same sky, no tall buildings, no cars. This is amazing. Boy, you, sling your hook. Uh, hello, I, I wonder if you could, like, help me. What date is it? Because I just seem to have... <coughs> oh, oh, what do you do that for? You've been harassing them ladies, in not you? No, uh, I promise. <sighs> Are you Mr. Grout? Pleased to meet you. Sort of. Now, unless you want me to crack your skull with his stick, you can just turn right round and crawl back to the hole you come from. I'd like to do that, I really would, but I can't. Then you're coming with me, sunshine. No way! Blimey. This is definitely my street, but it's all different. Where am I? Pocock Street. So, hang on. There, there should be a dustbin alley round the back of the house just here. Yeah. Cool. Phew. Ow. Oh, my God. That's my back gate. But it's all gone historical. Good day, sir. Ooh. You make me jump. Excuse me, sir. What are you doing here? Are you a gentleman, sir? Uh, depends what you mean. Uh, yes, I suppose. Well, no, technically speaking, but yes, basically. Good. Then could you save me, sir? By which I mean to imply a rescue. Right now? I, I doubt it. I'd just like to know what just happened and get back home somehow. I think I must have slipped through some portal in the basement. Perhaps you are some kind of wizard, are you not? No, I'm, I'm definitely not some kind of wizard. Oh, but you wear strange clothing and you did do some wizardry just now, did you not? Appearing out of nowhere. Well, now you come to mention it. Sir, I only have one minute before I will be found out. Please, listen. Okay, okay, I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard and a gentleman. What seems to be the problem? I am in a situation that it distresses me to divulge. Oh, right. That sounds, uh bad. 
Please do not make me describe to you in words the wretchedness of my situation. Look! So what is the... Oh, wow. Right, yes, I see, right. You're... you're eating for two, then. Pardon? You've got a, a thingy, a bun in the... in the thingy, uh... No, sir! Can you not see I am having a baby? Yeah, uh, got it. When the baby is born, I should like, at all costs, to keep it with me, sir. Would you? Right. Daisy? Daisy Wallace? Yes, ma'am? What are you doing down there? Daisy Wallace, come back in at once. Yes, ma'am. Please, sir, tell Mrs Stokes of my condition. She will help. She is a good woman. Mrs Stokes? The lady from the group downstairs in the basement. I have left the back gate open so that you can re-enter. Daisy, extra stair scrubbing duty for you. I must go. Hurry, please. Tell Mrs Stokes... Daisy Wallace is with child. Okay. Um, thanks. Uh, my name is Jeremiah, by the way. Oh. And who was the handsome apparition, Mrs. Stokes? We shall never know the answer to that, Mrs. Stimples. Goodbye. Come along, Virginia. Time to go. Time to what? What about my Ebenezer? Perhaps next time, Mrs. Tandy. A very goodbye. Oh, bye-bye. Bye. Mrs. Stokes? Oh, goodness me, our spirit man. Returned for a bit of haunting. Now, young man, I think an explanation is in order. Ah, Mrs Stokes. An explanation for your sudden appearance in our midst just now. Yes, I'd like to know that myself. Um, can I come in? Uh, if you wipe your muddy shoes. I knew you were not a spirit, but flesh and blood like the rest of us. I just met Daisy Wallace. She seemed to think you might be able to save her. Did she indeed? I presume she is one of the poor creatures upstairs. Yes, uh, yes, she is. And she said she's... Well, she's pregnant, and she'd really like to keep the, uh, child. The best chance of salvation for those girls is here, in this house of rehabilitation, being given a new chance in life as domestic servants. Lucky them, servants. But for the work of my good friend Clementina Quentin Bloom, these girls would be street orphans and fall into such misery. She seemed very distressed. As she would be. Poor thing. Unmarried. Shamed at such a young age. Sit yourself down, young man. So, tell me, how does a large man such as yourself suddenly materialise from thin air? It's very impressive. I've never been called a large man before. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Please do rate and review us. If you've got a spare moment, that is. Enjoy. Yes, yeah. No pressure. No complications. <laughs> Pressing stop.